Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, welcome, everybody. Great to be with you today. Um, They're trying to shut us down, folks. No, not this radio show. But rather, well, they'd like to, I think, (laughs) to be honest with you. Now, they're trying to shut down our ability as citizens to be able to see how elections are conducted. They are. We've got a lot on elections today, and we're going to get into all of that here. There's a story in the Gateway Pundit about how the voter privacy issue that has become a problem all across the country and was brought out in the Tim Sipple trial here, and we're still awaiting the results uh, from the judge, how the judge is ruling on this. This is where Tim Sipple is the IT guy, conservative, who asked for the cast vote records. Actually, the data logs which contain cash vote records and a whole lot of other things. The data logs are tell the tale. Who accessed what? Are the systems hacked like we know they are? The data logs will show that. This is the one where the Oregon Attorney General, as you remember, Ellen Rosenblum, argued in court that these machines, these tabulation machines, can be wirelessly hacked. Why? Because they have wireless modems in. They're not supposed to, but they do. Anyway, the solution to you and I asking for those records, asking for the cast vote records, the solution is to eliminate our ability to see them. We're going to get into that. It is being pushed, folks. So also is the RNC... And this is going to relate to what I'm going to share with you now. And we're going to talk about this further tonight at the Political Coffee Clatch. Six o'clock at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill on McGill Crest next to the Salem Airport. Okay. We'll be there six o'clock. By the way, thanks to Curtis, the senator of the show and former mayor of Willamina. Thanks to him attending the Amy Queen fundraiser last night in at Geppetto's. Remember, we talked a little bit about that. That uh, anyway, she may be showing up tonight at the uh, political coffee clutch. We'll give her some time to talk to you all about why she's running for judge and answer questions. And I think this is incredibly important. Very important. The RNC is suing Pennsylvania. This And this is, again, I'm going to relate this to what we're going to talk about tonight. Republican National Committee is suing Pennsylvania for telling counties to break election law by county, counting, rather, faulty mail-in ballots. 
This is stunning. This is the Republican National Committee suing in federal court because the Pennsylvania Secretary of State basically has given the middle finger to the U.S. Supreme Court, which ruled that mail-in ballots without proper dates can't be counted. She's saying, ignore it. Now that gets to the email that I got from Ian of, well, it's about the the contradictions within House Bill 3291 passed by the legislature. It directly contradicts itself. We're going to talk about this tonight. This is the one that says a ballot can be counted in Oregon even though it doesn't have a postal indicator or a postmark that is present or is legible. Yet in another part of the bill, it says it has to have that postmark. Now, the lawyers will argue that, well, you know, one will uh, overrule the other. We're going to talk about this tonight. My point is this. U.S. Supreme Court says that mail-in ballots without proper dates can't be counted. Isn't that what we have in Section 4 of 3291 that says even if a postal indicator is not present or eligible, the ballot shall be considered to be mailed on the date of the election and may be counted? That's exactly what should happen in Oregon. Because this is going to happen, folks. It's going to happen in this election coming up in a little over three weeks. What the RNC is suing for in Pennsylvania is the same basis that we need to be prepared to sue for in Oregon. Because it violates U.S. Supreme Court ruling. Now, they'll argue it won't. This is why we have to go to court. This is part of what I talk about and what we talk about as overall election strategy in terms of the citizens having their right to transparency in elections, being honored by all all of our elected officials from Bill Burgess here um, Val Unger in um, Polk County my friend Steve Druckenmiller in Lynn County all of them need to honor our requests irrespective of what And I will call her a communist because I believe she is. She's a totalitarian. She's every bit as bad as Tina Kotek, far worse than Kate Brown. And that is our current Secretary of State, Shamia Fagan. She will do whatever she can do to keep you and I, the citizens, from being transparent, from seeing into transparency of elections. Sheriffs. They're key to all of this. But so also are the county commissioners. 
because they can put enormous pressure on county clerks to do the right thing. And they can fund certain things. And they can make sure that the sheriff's department has enough funding to hire the investigators to look into criminal violations of Oregon law. And yes, I used the word criminal because the statute says very clearly if certain things are not followed in the law, it is a criminal offense. Like, for instance, registering to vote in a place you don't live fraudulently. Or fraudulently counting voting on someone's behalf who didn't know you were voting on their behalf. And that happens too. This is what we talk about. Oregon's people's vote, the great group here in Marion County anyway. There are other groups in other counties that are doing the same thing. They're out talking to people in selected households to see if everybody who's actually registered to vote there actually lives there. And they're finding amazing things. This is what we talk about as part of the overall strategy. Well, the left doesn't want us to be able to go knock on the doors of people. The left does not want us. Shamia Fagan's claiming that this is intimidation. Well, good luck, Shamia, getting the Democrat-controlled legislature to pass legislation that says, well, you can't knock on the doors of people prior to or after an election. Good luck with that. There is a red wave coming, folks. There's an interesting article about it. It's in the Daily Caller. In this red wave that's coming, there is a factor in certain places that is blowing people's minds and is scaring the living daylights out of the Democrats. It is the highest ever percentage of black voters that say they're going to vote Republican. According to the New York Times-Siena poll, highest ever. When Donald Trump won pres the presidency in 2016, he got just 8% of the black vote. In 2020, exit polls say he gained 4% of black voters, getting 12% right now. Black voters, according to this particular poll, 18% are going to vote for the Republican candidate if the election were held today. 52% believe the U.S. is headed in the wrong direction. These are huge numbers, folks. The economy is the biggest issue to them. But it also shows Republicans winning 34% of the Hispanic vote. And they're up 10 points over the Democrats with independents. Okay, so if this is true across the country. What does it mean for us in Oregon? Hmm? 
Just look at what's happening to Joanne Hardesty in Portland. She is behind by 26 points, her Hispanic challenger. She's the one who led the charge to defund the cops. The defund the cop movement has led to a record amount of gang violence and people being shot. Record amount of all kinds of violence in Portland. She's underwater by 26 points. Now, if you add that, by the way, on the Oregon Catalyst has a couple of articles about how Tina Kotak led the charge to pass a series of bills that are, is going to allow a nine-time confessed rapist to be released shortly. A violent rapist. There's a couple of videos about that. One of them's on Fox News. The serial jogger rapist. Yeah, Richard Gilmore. He's gonna get released soon. The legislation that enabled that came from Tina Kotek and Kate Brown. There's another, uh, you can watch the woman that he was convicted of raping who was 13 years old at the time. You can watch a video of her talking about this. It's a big deal, folks. All of these are issues that are going to play into the upcoming elections. Voter issues, we're going to talk about them further. 503-589-1220 is the power of people. We're going to talk about 620 back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us today. We're talking about voter transparency issues. It's a big deal. Very big deal. Now. Oh, and by the way, um, regarding tonight's political coffee clash, six o'clock at the um, Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, please come if you're interested in not only voter transparency issues, but wanting to help in some way. You don't all have to go knock on doors and ask uh, people if everyone who's registered to vote there actually lives there. You could do other things. Come and learn what those would be. We work closely with Oregon People's Vote. That's the group in Marion County that's doing some incredible stuff. By the way, thanks to um, Dale for shooting me the actual language from Bill Burgess, the Marion County clerk, which says that your ballot has to be postmarked by November 8th, 2022. That's a good thing. 
don't you think? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. By the way, stunning that uh, Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington State, is now proposing a ban on the sale of all diesel trucks. New trucks, of course. And that eventually, like California, they're all going to have to become electric. This is just stunning, folks. Just stunning. Thanks to Son of the Almighty for sending that to me. I do appreciate it. Uh, Dale writes an email, vote on election day late in the day at the county elections office. That is correct. That's what we're urging people to do. Because since we believe that the local vote tabulation machines are hacked, before they actually can transmit data to the Secretary of State, the bad guys or gals, depending on where they are, China, Russia, North Korea, Italy, wherever, maybe even right here in Oregon, they're seeing how many of us are actually voting early. I know Ronna McDaniel and even Mark Levin say, get out there, vote early. Wrong. Totally wrong. Hold your vote until elections day. And then go late in the day. But make sure you put your ballot in a ballot drop box. And I would do it at the county elections office. The way you know that it's going to get counted. By the way, there's also a controversy. I got this from Greg who has a friend who is retired CIA, as he says. And so here's, this is this Fox News, Boston University researchers claiming that they have, well, they put COVID, uh, the COVID spike protein from the Omicron variant into the original Wuhan strain. And now it has an 80% kill rate in mice. Boston University says they've done this. Why would you? Hmm? Oh, of course, they're going to say, well, it's so we can develop a new vaccine against it. Lovely. Well, this is what Greg says. Says a friend and a dual PhD MD at Harvard... Havid, <laughs> excuse me, who is being fed intel from sources, sources close to sources, Gary, in high places are concerned that the COVID and mRNA injections are actually preparation for full-scale biowarfare. If that's true, it would dovetail and explain perfectly into so much that did not make sense that my former best friend who spent many years near the top of the CIA was feeding and tormenting me over the last few years. 
as well as other bits of nonsense, lies, and disinformation most have become aware of. Interesting, as we see below, and that's the link to this Fox News story about Boston University claiming that they've done this, is how Uncle Klaus, Klaus Schwabi, at the World Economic Forum, does not only report, but tells us how emerging, emerging releases of variants will be and goes on to mandate that vaccinations are the key. Also, Salon.com, which is a CIA propaganda source that my former best friend deployed, is often a good source for monster state pre-crime ports. Jim also uh, references this. He says in an email, one comment says, Google Pfizer and Boston U and see how deep says Google Pfizer and Boston U and see how deep the influence is. Why, after all of this insanity of the past two and a half years, would anyone consider this other than creating a vaccine to counteract its deadly effects? Money, power, and control over the masses. And a lot of good of all those EVs are going to do if this accidentally escapes the lab or gets released in China and millions lose their lives. That's the end game, isn't it? E-population. It's 6.30. When we come back, I want to get into, well, how they're going to keep us, the citizens, from voter transparency back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk Line. I want to thank Freedom Heating and Air for continuing to be one of our great sponsors now the seasons are changing. You know, we're supposed to get some rain and very cold temperatures. Now, seriously, if your HVAC system, your central air, air conditioning, your heating system, your furnace hasn't been keeping up through the summer, it ain't going to keep up when the weather gets cold. And it's going to get cold in next week, folks. So why don't you just... Call Freedom Heating and Air right now. They'll get out to your place right away. It's one of the great things that they do. And they'll come out and they'll assess what's going on and they'll give you options to fix it. Call them at 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Freedomheatingandair.net. That's their website. Look at that. Joe Biden saying in California that $7 a gallon gas has always been what they've had in California. Oh, my goodness. This man is not only an embarrassment, but he's uh, even worse than that. What's the solution to voter privacy issues in the election system? This is what came out of, it's, it's been emerging all across the country, but it certainly has come out 
in the Tim Sipple trial, and we're awaiting that verdict here soon. The verdict from the judge. But whether the data logs from machines that you and I own as the taxpayers can be released to us, the taxpayers, what are they trying to hide? Whenever government is trying to hide something, it ought to make you very suspicious. Well, here's what the solution to that is, is to keep you and I from getting certain information that we already own, called the cast vote record. Now, we talk a lot about this at the political coffee clatch, which is every Tuesday night, six o'clock, at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Professor J. Alex Halderman, before the 2020 election, um, gave a presentation on the many vulnerabilities with voting machines that were used in U.S. elections. And this is a Gateway Pundit story. I will have it up on all of the podcast page for this show. If you go to kslm.news, that's our website, kslm.news, and you click on local podcast, I'm right at the top. Click on that for Political Coffee. That's the name of the show. And you can scroll down, for, you click on today's show and you scroll down and see all of the stories. You can download the actual podcast, but you can read this for yourself. You can see his presentation that he gave in 2019. And then he was asked to review after the 2020 election in Georgia. And he did a report. Guess what? His report has been sealed by corrupt Judge Amy Totenberg, as she is called in this story by Gateway Pundit. The judge is hiding this report. Now, why would you do that? Oops. And about a year later, CISA said, well, the 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. You know that agency? About a year later, they released a report in response to the issues identified in the Halderman report, which has never been released. Tracking me here? This guy who is a professor of elections issues a video in 2019 that says there's all kinds of vulnerabilities in these voting machines. Then he does a report on the Georgia election specifically after the 2020 election. That report gets sealed by a judge. It's never been released. And then CISA, that government agency that said, well, this is the most secure election ever in 2020, right? Well, they then got to see that report. They write a report citing ample evidence, and I quote, of voting machine issues that could be used to materially change the results of elections. The CISA assures us that this is what was in Halderman's report, you know, the one that the judge has sealed and nobody gets to see, and that there's no evidence of any of these issues used in the 2020 election. Can't trust CISA, obviously. These voting machine issues are so egregious 
that it is likely they were put there intentionally. Now, we all know that. One of the things that is there is that the cast vote records, and by the way, there's a whole bunch of tweets here by J. Alex Halderman, which is used by the left to say, well, everything Mike Liddell's asking for just is wrong. And all of these examples of hacking, you know, from those data log files that we've gotten, I mean, all, all just, uh, they, they say this guy is the expert that has debunked all of these theories. Well, he talks about the cast vote records. Now, this is what we're asking for in Oregon. Now, I'll get into more of that. What he's recommending now is that the cast vote records not be available, not be made available, because there are vulnerabilities in Dominion voting machines and all of them in assigning a randomly looking six-digit ID when your ballot, my ballot, runs through one of these vote tabulation machines, it gets a digital ID. This then could be used with video tape of people actually at voting, not so much in Oregon, but in other places, actually voting because these are time and date stamped. You could figure out who actually voted. Now, they're using this as an excuse to say you can't get to deny us the cast vote records, which helps us reconcile because they are time, date, stamped. How many people voted and when? Now, this then has to get reconciled with county data. And if it doesn't reconcile with county data or secretary of state data, then you have a problem. Something changed it. If that's the case, how did it happen? They're claiming that these ballot identifications, again, this is not supposed to be happening. This came out in the SIPL trial in Washington County. That these ballot IDs with timestamps can be exploited. Again, when people have videos of individuals making your votes, because you timestamp it, you know that. So you know who voted and where they voted. What Halderman is recommending and he's joined by other people, is to get rid of the timestamps on the cast vote records. Oopsies. They also, this is why it's important. How many voting locations actually videotape individuals voting and how many of those locations use the CVR? Is it just a few or is it like 50,000? Halderman makes it sound like the ballots can be easily put in order based on data on the CBRs and ballot images. However, to date, 
The data reported in CBRs has not been reconciled with the final data provided to the mainstream media and the state. That's what we're trying to do. That's what needs to happen. That's what Dr. Frank is saying, and that's what Mike Lindell is saying. Because in that reconciliation, you will find the discrepancies brought on by the hacking vulnerabilities of literally votes being changed by hackers before the data gets transmitted to the Secretary of State. And finally, they say, the most glaring omission from Halderman's Twitter threads, and he has like 15 Twitter here, is spelling out why Americans want to get their hands on the cash vote records. The reason for the request of the cash vote records, now listen, is to reconcile election results from a location to election results provided to the state and the mainstream media. But they are doing, and by the way, there is a great chart here that illustrates to you, and it's easy to understand, all you need to just look at it. And you can see that the way the flow of data from the vote tabulation machine goes, there is an opportunity for people or maybe an algorithm to change some votes before it gets transmitted to the state and mainstream media. Eliminating our ability to see that should make you very suspicious. Back in a moment at 648-503-589-1220. What do you think about all of that? Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. We will go to the phones in a moment. Call or hang on. If anybody calls you an election denier, just look at this video of Arizona governor candidate Carrie Lake. Great conservative won over the rhino Republican. She pulls, she gets asked this question (laughs) by a fake news lefty reporter from Phoenix. She said, who calls her an election denier? She says, well, here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Chief among them, Hillary Clinton from 2000 on, folks, including Oregon's Ron Wyden. This is how you push back. She was ready for it. She had a stack of papers of examples of 150 examples of Democrats denying the election results. So if you hear anybody accuse you of that or make that comment, you should look at this. You should read. I'll have it up on the show plan today. I want to thank also, by the way, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, for being another one of our great show sponsors. If you're looking for contractor you can absolutely trust to come into your home 
and do a fantastic high quality kitchen or a bathroom remodel he's your guy go to righteousrenovations.com righteousrenovations.com let's go to the phones caller good morning who are you oh my name is um marco polo and i also get down you know with other stuff but mostly i'm just mark okay mark we'll we'll call you mark okay (laughs) all right (laughs) so what do you uh what do you want to comment on that we're talking about today uh, we're, we're talking about how there's a l- very rare similarity between Russian military prison and American prison, or jail even. Like, I was just in jail, and somebody took a took a thing to my my thing. It's kind of embarrassing, really, but they do the same thing in r- Russian prison. Well, uh, or POW thanks, camp. Mark. For calling, I'm going to drop you. I'm going to ask Phil to drop you. Yeah, you shouldn't have probably now, put me we're, on the. We're 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 not talking about that today, um, and um, you know, prisons are prisons. At least they're not Turkish prisons. You know, those Turkish prison movies from years ago. Uh, none of it's good, and American prisons aren't particularly great either. That's not what we're talking about today. Although I will say there are probably some. Elected officials probably deserve to be in prison. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. In fact, there have been some. In fact, there was a Pennsylvania former Democrat who just got sentenced to prison. For what? For vote fraud. One of the central people down in Yuma Democrat involved in voter fraud just got convicted and sentenced to prison in Yuma. And the sheriff down there, I I keep going back to this, folks. This is why sheriffs are so important. The sheriff down there has 16 other active investigations. Two people down there have already pled guilty to voter fraud. Ballot box stuffing. A third person was the gal just sentenced. There are more active investigations. It's only because you got a sheriff down there is willing to do it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about suing. In fact, there's a... We'll talk about all of that tonight, the political coffee clutch. Six o'clock at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Morning, Jeff. The bottom line is that we should have the right to audit and reconcile Shamia Fagan and her office because they can do that to us. I mean, otherwise, there's a conflict of interest here. I mean, she should allow it to happen. Otherwise, (laughs) she's... Uh, protecting her office, which she shouldn't be able to do. I mean, hey, Art, are you on a are you on a speakerphone? Because if you are, uh, it, it would be good if you could go off of that because it creates this echo. It's not so good. So if you can just pick up. Well, the let me. Set, that. Is that better? Yes, that's better. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I actually went on the speakerphone. So, 
I mean, Shamia has the responsibility to reconcile the vote, uh, and nodded. Otherwise, double standard here because her office is allowed to do that to do it to you know city county whatever uh, and therefore if she's not allowing conciliation uh, she's in violation of the law well um this is why I think what the RNC is doing in Pennsylvania and suing over the U.S. Supreme Court ruling about ballots have to cannot be counted if they don't have a valid postmark. Oregon law does not supersede that. U.S. Supreme Court ruling on that issue is profound. And if Shamia Fagan says, nah, it's okay, go ahead and do it. Because the law apparently contradicts itself. And again, we'll talk about that tonight political coffee class. If that's the case, then we ought to sue her, don't you think? Well, I think we ought to throw her out off because she has responsibility uh, to confirm the legitimacy of what she as the Secretary of State learning elections in Oregon, period. And she does not have the authority to deny uh, you know, the right to reconcile what she's doing. Well, she'll say she has the authority whether she does or she doesn't. I think you're right. I, I doubt if she does, but she's going to say that she does. And Ellen Rosenblum's lawyers over at DOJ will find a way to concoct a legal argument that, yeah, she does. And probably she doesn't. And then we have to sue and go to Oregon courts, which are packed by Kate Brown with the justices, and it ain't good. Art, thank you. You're cutting a little bit in and out there as uh, as we're going along. Friends, Sorry, uh, also want to thank um, Rebecca Donaldson again for being one of our great sponsors of this show. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, she's at the top of her game. She's on it. She knows what's going on out there in the marketplace. She can help you a lot. Give her a call, 503-269-0747, or check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, you got about 30 seconds. Go. Yeah, Jeff, who we pay for the tabulation machines. Who Who is paid to count that? Who sits at the chair? Who, what paycheck is that? Is that county or state? It's both. Ultimately, we also pay to buy those machines, and we pay to have them, quote-unquote, maintained by the vendors. Those people are not... They're they're not volunteers, then. No, they're not. Thanks. Great point. Back tomorrow, folks. See you tonight.